everyone, Kareem Ray here, and today I have the pleasure of interviewing Marcus Walferson, who is the owner of Sarasota Paradise. Marcus, thank you for taking the time for joining us today. How's it going? Thank you, Kareem. Uh, pleasure to be here. Um, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, as you see, I'm in the middle of the, the water here in my background, uh, but I'm really in Sweden and it's very cold. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back to Sarasota. Awesome. Sarasota is nice and hot. But could you take me back in time and, and share how you got involved in the beautiful game? Sure. Uh, how much time do you got? Um, you know, I played since I was a kid, um, you know, tried to be as good as I could be, uh, which I think I, I reached. I played semi-pro uh, eventually in Norway, uh, Division II. Uh, broke my ankle, uh, figured like, you know, had one of these crisis moments, of the life crisis moments when you're 23 kind of things. And uh, I figured that the only thing I actually wanted to do, regardless of my mood or how I felt, was soccer. Um, so I figured that, well, I should probably coach them, right? So uh, after playing, um, I started coaching. So I coached in Norway for almost a decade. Uh, started out with, uh, you know, on the 19 team, uh, first uh, head coach job was in the fifth division. Uh, so that's the seventh tier. Um, and, uh, within three, four years, I, I was at the professional level, um, you know, doing everything from, I don't have every role in the game, uh, as a coach or as a technical staff person, uh, head coach, assistant coach, uh, youth coach, uh, scout for English Premier League team, uh, player developer, coach development, uh, board member, um, in video analysis, uh, you name it, I've done it, uh, goalkeeper coaching. So. Um, that was kind of my 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 the very quick the very quick uh, kind of summary of my my soccer days. And you know, after after leaving Lin Shopping uh, in 2018, uh, um, I was kind of fed up with coaching and wanted to do something else. And dove into kind of like you start you know getting interested in the business side of things uh, the last couple of years. And always had the American dream. Always wanted to try to. To, to experience the U.S. And, and hopefully live there one day. And I figured, well, how can I get that done? Why don't we start a club? How, how hard can it be? Understood. So when you said you had all these different as, uh, experiences in the game, coaching, video analysts, all these different experiences, where was that? Uh, what location were you in at that time? Scandinavia, so Norway and Sweden. Got it. And then when you got fed up with coaching, what was the reason that you got fed up with coaching? It's a complex, I think it's a many factors, uh, things factor into that. Um, for me, it was the lack of control of my own destiny was the biggest one. The way I see it, right, is if, if you're a head coach, first of all, there's very, very few jobs at the top level, right? So if you want to be the best, very, very difficult to get in there. Uh, more difficult than if you're a player, right? Because there's less, less openings. Um, but if you're coaching, you're depending on someone giving you a job right so you'd be lucky enough to get a job uh, when you get the job you're depending on these people to provide you resources so that you can have players that are of a certain quality so you actually have a decent chance because i mean even if we might not like to admit it coaches will you know we can only affect the team so much right yeah. uh, probably more negatively than than positively different story uh, but then the third thing if you have the job if you have the resources well even then 
you're depending on the player actually shooting the ball post in instead of post out. Yeah. Because if you shoot post out, you might get fired. Right. So that was kind of where I was at in, in my thinking and um, also combining that with the fact that I am kind of an entrepreneurial person and always kind of like to do other things within the club. Um, for me, it was, I had a lot of focus on building the organizations that I was in. So I always want to leave a place better than when I came, which I think is a natural thing to do. But uh, that also meant that I spent way too much time on stuff that I shouldn't have spent time on if you want to be a successful head coach. So uh, those couple of things is, is what played into it. Understood. And then when did the idea spark that you want to own your own club and, and move? And then why the U.S. And, and not going to Canada or going to Dubai? Um, so U.S. simple because uh, I've always had the American dream. Um, the the foundation of the country is in line with my foundational values. So I think that's the that's simple reason why the U.S. Freedom. Freedom is basically the underlying uh, thing. Um, and uh, then climate comes into play as well. So uh, there you go. But, um, you know, this this kind of idea started after I left Linköping and I was like, what do I want to do with my life kind of thing? You know, second second time, right? Uh, older this time. I think it was like 37, something like that. Um, and, you know, I, I realized that I have, um, you know, I worked with a lot of people in the U.S. I worked with clubs in the U.S., uh, you know. So I had this network and I'm looking at the how the U.S. soccer market is and I see that, hey, there's room for improvement. You know, I think there's there's what I know might help other people. Right. That's how I looked at it. And then the question is, well, how do you get into the country? Because it's super difficult to immigrate legally to the United States. Right. So, well, hey, maybe if I start my own team or find someone in, in this in my case, <clears throat> I have a business partner called Kenneth, Kenneth Bethune. You know, so we started this together, kind of thing. I mean, I, I do the work, but we did this together. Um, it was, you know, both of our ideas. So that way I can get over and uh, kind of try try that uh, that life that I dreamt of since I was a little kid. Understood. So, you know, what challenges have you faced so far through that transition? Has there been any with the immigration process or has it been a smooth sail for you? There is never a smooth sailing in life, I think. Um, immigration is still waiting. So I've applied for a visa and we're waiting. Um, so, you know, uh, hopefully that will happen soon. It's uh, taking taking more time than they said, but I think that's kind of a government for you. Um, no, I mean, it's, uh, it's difficult because I can't work um, in the U.S., so I cannot be out and kind of actually doing some work. So I have to hire people. Uh, which increases the cost uh, factor for our level for sure. Uh, so that's that's to be the trickiest part. Um, so I think we are we as a club could have been further ahead than we are uh, if uh, you know I would have been allowed or if it would be possible for me to actually work uh, as well. Understood. For this venture, did you guys end up raising capital or are you guys bootstrapping? How did you guys we're go bootstrapping? Yeah. So we're. Uh, and the reason for that is because I think it's possible. But when you start a USL League 2 level, I do think it's possible to bootstrap it. Obviously, you need you need a little bit of cash to kind of get started with the, the franchise fee. 
but it's not that much. Um, and I think if you plan it in a good way and if you execute in a good way, you can bootstrap it. I think we've shown that that is possible. I mean, it's super difficult, right? And it's a pain in the in pain in the behind. Um, but the reason why I wanted to do that, because we could have raised capital, we could have put in more money. Uh, but also one of my reflections when I, you know, talk to a lot of people in a lot of clubs, especially professional level, more so in the U.S. than in Europe, and I think, again, this is a cultural thing, is that I find that in many, many places in the, in the U.S. soccer clubs, there is um, being frugal is not seen, seen as a natural thing. Let's just say that, right? I think people spend more money and they do, they, they exert less effort than they can uh, because it's not their money. Right, it's a rich owner's money, uh, so you know people don't really care about the money. So I wanted to. That's why I wanted to bootstrap this from the beginning because we need to create the culture, a culture that is frugal, a culture that is okay. We actually need to get the money in before we can spend it. That's the culture we wanted to create. And that's why we chose to bootstrap it. Understood. As a foreigner to the United States as of right now, hopefully, you know, soon you're transitioning to the visa and hopefully a U.S. citizen soon. Sometimes, I'm, you know, instead of me putting some something out there, could you share, was it hard for you to get into USL2 as a foreigner or were they very welcoming? And, you know, for example, when, you know, going to market, was it something hard or was it your partner was there in Sarasota? You, you guys spoke to USL. And you guys okay like USO2 is the level we want to go to. Sarasota is the market that, that's open and we have a business partner. We're going to go there. Or how is that whole uh, tran uh, transaction? No, yeah, it was super simple. Uh, I just walked into the headquarters of the USL one day in uh, 2019 and said, raised my hand and said, hey, I want to start a soccer team. Um, and then we just looked at markets and because we are we're well capitalized, so we're good. Um, and then we just... You know, we took a while. We looked at different things. Uh, COVID hit, of course. So because we did this in 2019, we started the process in 2019. COVID hit, um, which set everything back. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, I visited Sarasota first time in 2018, I think. And I just fell in love with the area. So I was like, that was always where my heart kind of wanted the team. Uh, the league kind of first kind of asked us to look different different directions. Um, but then, you know, as after we'd done all the, the, the due diligence and after COVID, we, uh, we saw that Sarasota is, is the place, it's, it's the place that feels the right, I mean, it's home kind of thing, right? That's how it was from the, from day one. That's how it felt first time I came there. So, um, that was pretty, pretty straightforward process. The league is great to work with. Um, they do a good job of supporting. So. Um, you know, introductions, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, now we've been around in the in the area um, for almost a year. Um, so, you know, we are, uh, we're looking forward to, we're looking back on a great first season and we're looking forward to uh, uh, continuing developing the, the team, the club, and hopefully uh, in not too far, uh, far future, have a stadium as well. Nice. In regards to Sarasota, how did you, land there was it a vacation family trip yeah so uh, a friend uh, i have a friend who uh, who um, who lived in the area uh, still lives in the area but 
So I came to visit just uh, um, because it was after I left Lean Shipping, so I didn't have much to do. So I just traveled the world basically. So uh, he was he was part of the stops on the list and uh, hung out there for a couple of weeks, uh, a little bit more, and just uh, you know loved the place immediately. Yeah, and then I've I've heard Sarasota is like an older demographic. Does that does that stand true or? That is how it was, right? So Sarasota is exploding, and in, in terms of how. I was developed the last, I mean, even the last few years, like even since 2018, um, the city has become much younger. So there's a lot of construction going on, a lot of housing, a lot of younger families moving in. So the average age has actually dropped uh, the last couple of years. Um, last decade, is it's dropped by many years, actually. Uh, so it's not as old as you think. I mean, there's what it used to be 20 years ago. It was a dormant retirement home, right? The, nothing happened kind of thing. Um, but now you have a vibrant, uh, vibrant downtown city. You have a lot of stuff going on all the time. It's an MSA that is now a million people, right? So uh, it's a lot of stuff has happened, um, and uh, every everything that has happened is is pointing in the right direction for soccer interests, right? Which is what we saw when we had, uh, you know, we had almost eleven hundred people at the last game, right? So it's. Uh, it's definitely trending in the right direction um, for for a professional soccer team. Yeah, absolutely. That you know, that's something that's interesting. That's really picking up in the U.S. is uh, you know, tier four soccer bringing in a thousand plus fans to to their games, which is amazing for soccer. And twenty twenty six hasn't even hit yet. With saying that, um, just I think this will be my last question for market selection. How long was you know how long was that process for you um, to secure? Uh, Sarasota. I'm not quite sure I understand the question. Uh, what do you mean by the time of the process is cured? So you went to Tampa, uh, the headquarters for USL, and you said this, this is the, you, you guys talked about markets. How long was that process? Did it take you guys a week to, you know, figure Sarasota and lock that in with a great? Oh, yeah, no. yeah. So because of COVID, right, um, everything took a lot of time. Uh, given that the summer of 2020 has disappeared, basically. Um, so we went from starting the process in the summer of 2019 to locking in on Sarasota. I'm uh, trying to think here. But it, 21, uh, it was 21 after COVID kind of thing. And, you know, we didn't start because the, the issue in Sarasota is that there's no place you can play professionally. So we tried to go professionally immediately, uh, offering to build kind of a temporary stadium thing, yeah. which were was not, um, which was kind of shot down by, by uh, by locals, the local government. Um, so we then kind of went back and said, okay, let's start. We use only two team, and then you know put our stake in the ground and kind of, you know, get to know the people and you know figure out how it works, um, so we can actually get something done, something like that done. Um, so therefore we had to kind of wait to get approval for a, a stadium to play right before we kind of, uh, chipped in the, the franchise fee. So, uh, that happened in the fall of, was it now 23? Okay. So 22, uh, the fall of 22, we got the okay from Sarasota high. Uh, I think we got it like in well, more or less September, I think 22. Uh, so then we launched immediately, basically. So we launched a team in very, very short time, uh, less than six months which is uh, super stupid. Never do that. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, not a good move. I think we came out of it okay. But uh, but um, 
definitely not recommending that to anyone, but it can be done. Um, so uh, that was kind of the timelines, um, you know, different variables playing into it, of course, with the COVID and um, and the pro um, the pro angle as the number one. But you know, we we found a way. Yeah, you know, and that's that's pretty interesting. You, you know, you came into the league 2019 and then 2020 COVID hit. So it was like, how did you know, or what was your thinking process behind still believing in the soccer vehicle that after COVID, this thing's going to survive still and thrive? There's not many people can have that vision or have that belief. What was your thinking process in that time? Um, so this was my kind of dream, right? This is what I wanted to do. So you know, problems will always appear um, and you always have two options, right? Either you you stop, you give up or you you push through. And for me, it's pushing through like it's whatever it is. It's pushing through. If you want want something badly enough, you go and get it. Absolutely. You mentioned wanting to start at the, the higher level. So was that USL one? Yeah, that was uh, that was the league we were looking at. Yeah. Understood. So now you guys are secured in USL two. So is there, um, if you're able to share in the agreement, were you guys able to add in that we're launching a USL two team, but in two years time or three years time, we want to be able to launch a USL one team. Is that in the agreement or has that? Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's what we're going to do. So we're going to have a USL league one team in Sarasota, uh, within uh, two to three years. Understood. And then you know, there's other leagues. Um, you got the UPSL, uh, you got the NPSL, you got NISA. Um, why USL too? <clears throat> because of the USL professional leagues. Um, but also, like, that's the short answer because, you know, given that that's where we uh, kind of struck the deal. Um, and then it seems reasonable and lo very logical to kind of already be in the system um, with the USL League too. Now, Besides that, um, you know, because we looked at everything, I think that the the USL has done it's a stable league, uh, does a great job in developing it. Uh, I think they've done an awesome job last three, three, four years with developing the league. And I think uh, more interesting things will happen in the league uh, that will benefit uh, soccer fans and, uh, and um, the soccer community in general. So that's kind of the... And it's professionally run, right? Uh, whereas uh, NISA is not, for example. Uh, so that's a very, very simple, very simple decision. Understood. Have you approached those other leagues to to check them out, or? I mean, when you when you start something, right? You you always look at all the options. Uh, I think that's that's very important, regardless of what you do. You should always do your due diligence. So, of course, we we. We we did that, um, but like I say, it's a, it was a very very uh, simple decision to make at the time. Understood. We're two and a half years away from the World Cup. Where do you see your club before that time? Well, I see us uh, doing a uh, having an amazing year in the League Two next year, um, going to the playoffs and actually making a mark in the playoffs. Uh, goal is to win it all. Um, that's why we kind of why why you compete, right? um getting a stadium started um two and a half years might be a little bit tight in getting it done but at least uh, getting it started and hopefully we launched a usl one team in 20 the same year as the world cup nice when you say build a stadium what goes into that who needs to be a part of that and 
what vehicles are you guys going to use to raise the capital? There's a lot of stuff that goes into that, and we are currently working with uh, different partners um, that are doing some who are doing a lot of heavy lifting at the moment. So uh, I can't discuss a lot of stuff uh, at this time. Yeah. But uh, I think it's having great partners. I think it's having the city. Um, as as we have in Sarasota, we have a city government that's amazing, um, uh, a very very supportive mayor and, and city commission. Um, that is uh, that's that makes us feel very confident and that we will be able to get something done within next within a very short time. Actually, understood. Could you share those experiences? Like when I hear getting involved with the city and government, is the league making those introductions to them, or are you guys having to do that work to get connected with them? And then, um, you know, how often are the engagements with the city and government? Well, I mean, I think it will vary from location to location, right? And, and city to city and, and who you are, right? I mean, me coming from the outside, obviously, I need a, an introduction to get started kind of thing. Um, but then also you, yes, you know, as you spend time somewhere, you get to know people um, and they get to know you. So I think, you know, we uh, we have a very good relationship. It started more or less the first immediately when before we launched a team, actually. Um, so that's been really good. Um, you know, we we meet with different parts of the city, uh, definitely monthly. Um, everything from politicians to to um, city government, uh, different different uh, areas, right? So, um, and all these means are have been a very positive uh, surprise for me uh, because I really think that the people who work in in Sarasota City, City of Sarasota government is. Uh, it's truly a great culture uh, they've been able to build there. Uh, very forward-looking and very, very positive, uh, positive atmosphere. So, I'm I'm very, very happy to to be in Sarasota and, and work with these people. Yeah, if you don't mind sharing, um, you know, like month-to-month calls. What does what does that look like? Is it just always updating them on the project, like what's going on, or is it like you know? It's different things, right? During the season, it's seasonal things. Um, between the seasons, different things. Um, like before the season, obviously, a lot of conversation about different things. Stadium uh, is a lot of conversation. That's probably where we talk the most uh, in general. But also like the training facilities uh, and all of that kind of stuff. How we can help the city more, etc. Right. So there's um, there's really no there's no set. Um, Kind of, I don't think it's a set playbook either on how you can kind of work with the, with the local government. I think you need to you need to find out like who are you, what are you good at, what are you doing? Uh, because your every project, every club is different, um, and who are the people, right? Who are the people, and then what's going on, and who are the stakeholders, that are, right? So you need to ha- have all those pieces mapped out before you can even start thinking about how to do it. And then when you get into it, just things happen, and you deal with it. Understood. How did you guys find the current soccer stadium that you guys are at right now? Looked at the map. <laughs> so I looked at the map. Wanted to have a state. Wanted to play downtown. Only one place to play. Knocking on the door, calling uh, people, uh, emailing, and eventually having a meeting. Uh, and after that, eventually getting a yes. Hmm. Understood. And actually, what are three things that you'd like to see in the club improve for next year? 
Three things. I think we want to have a, we want to extend our family, right? So uh, we want to build out our family, especially like obviously we want more people to watch the games, obviously. Um, but we also want to do more in the community. Now we have time to it. I mean, we, like I said, we started the club in less than six months. So there's not a lot of time to focus on much else than just getting up and running. Um, and we want to extend our family in the, in the local business network, right? I think that's the, Maybe the the main thing that we didn't have time to do uh, um, get get involved with more corporate partners um, because that's important for us to be able to help them as well. So those are the things: is corporate partners, uh, obviously expanding, um, you know, getting more people to the games and exposing more people to us, and doing more stuff in the community in collaboration with youth clubs and uh, other interest groups. So, what are three things that are great about the club right now that you you know you really like i love our branding i think we we nail it with the branding um because i do think we we are able to embody the spirit of sarasota um which is what we set out to do and i think we we've done that with the branding so i think that was uh awesome done awesomely done um i also think uh, we left an impression that was bigger than i thought uh we had more people to coming to the games than I thought. We had definitely more engagement um, <laughs> than I thought. So, so those two things are top two. And then the people that um, work for and with us, meaning that both staff who are paid and unpaid volunteers, like you know, we can't do this without without our people. So, uh, those three things are really good. Uh, the people are great um you know the the city is great and yeah i think the brand is pretty cool understood last two questions you also have uh, another company i'm not too sure not too sure how to pronounce it properly audio gr group inc how do you pronounce that Audiger. Audiger group yeah. Inc. um yeah. can you, you share a little bit about that sure uh the correct pronunciation by the way is closer to off figure it's it's old Norse, uh, um, so it's something that I brought from the from the homeland. So Audigar is the company that owns Sarasota Paradise, one hundred percent owns and operates it, um, and we are a sports consulting company. So in addition to owning the Paradise, we consult uh, owners and prospective owners. Uh, you know, trying to help them do what we have done. So kind of in a way, a Paradise is our um you know proof of concept in a way right that's our proof of concept for this able to you can actually do this um in addition to that uh, we pair investors with some investment opportunities in the soccer world just those are the main things but consulting within the game and uh and uh doing this understood and what and last question what are your thoughts on the 2026 world cup and how will this affect your club in the united states I think we will see, I mean, we already see it with Messi, uh, like the Messi Bonanza, right? It's uh, it's incredible to see. Um, and I think that will only continue to grow up until the 26th World Cup um, for, you know, potential investors and, and people who are that part, like you you yourself are, I think you will see, we'll see asset appreciations that will be kind of insane up to the World Cup. Um, so I think it's a good time to be in the game. Um, and I also think it will, you know, like 94 um, kind of made a huge impact in the country 
with the creation of the MLS, et cetera, coming out of that, I think you will see something not like that, but it will it will be of equal or greater importance for the game in the country, I think. So I think it will be it will be another push to really help the, the game grow in uh, in in the US. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I don't I, I know I said the last question, but sorry, this this is the last question. <laughs> um, do you see the US grow you know, soccer in the US is fairly young. Do you see soccer in the US growing to what it is in the UK? And then eventually hopefully in uh, implementing promotional relegation i mean similar right you can never uh, because the game was kind of they made up the game over there right so it will never be the same uh but i think in terms of uh participation uh, i think soccer will be the biggest sport in in the u.s eventually i think the u.s <clears throat> on national level uh will start appearing in semifinals in the world cup um and I mean, hopefully, I think actually within within my lifetime, they will win the World Cup, I think. Um, and yes, I do think promotional relegation of some shape and form uh, will happen. Um, might not be in the top league system, but it might be in a different system. Yeah, super exciting. Um, when that happens, when US wins the World Cup, I'll come back to this video and be like, Marcus was right. <laughs> Called it. All right. Um, I, I just have six speed questions, if that's okay, or we could wrap up now. Well, it depends on the questions, I guess. They're just six fun ones. <laughs> I'm so bad. I'm not. I'm not that funny, but we'll see. We'll try it. Okay, they're fun questions. All right, and there's there's speed ones. So you gotta like go fast. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, what is your favorite sport besides soccer? Hockey. What's your favorite soccer team? Uh, Liverpool. What about what's your favorite soccer team in the U.S.? Sergio Perez. What's your who's your favorite player? So many good ones, but now, probably for another year, Messi. Favorite music? I love it all, man. I love it all. Uh, favorite food? Ooh, uh, good steak. Never, never's wrong. Never's never wrong. Favorite activity? winning soccer games nice all right well marcus thank you for taking the time for joining us on the one soccer nation podcast today well thank you it was a blast